Welcome to the Level Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking. What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying? How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. How did you handle this? The man's kind of got it good. I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This is really great. I really... Rolling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. It's so great to be with you today. Yes, working hard while our kids are staring at us from the, the other room. This partition. is the classic Love or Work scenario. We're trying to get this and they're on a watching a movie in the room next to us. Yep. Love or Work is all about this big question. Is it possible for both of us to be living out our purpose in work and stay in love and raise a family? Right. So today we have a really fun, fun interview with Dana and Angelo Spinola. And Dana is a founder of Fabric, which is a boutique women's clothing line and has 40 locations in the Southeast. And Angelo is a lawyer. I'm not going to say anything more because I don't know. We, there may be some legal things. We, I have no we're, idea. we don't want to get sued. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just scared. <laughs> Dan and Angela are awesome. They uh, are good friends of ours. It's so fun to interview them. So what should we be listening for? Oh, man. The things you should be listening for today. The three things. Let's do this. Oh, the first one. Goats, goats, and more goats. Oh, Dana wants some goats. Dana wants goats. We're going to hear all about it. Angela does not want goats. Number two, what happens? What happens when you're married to a woman that owns a complete fashion company and you walk out and you're not wearing what she wanted you to wear. <laughs> you go back in. Go number back three. Closet. And number three, I, I want you to hear this because I still think it's a beautiful story, is when Dana opened up Fabric um, the first night and what happened that night. I think it's an incredible story. And I think it just sets the tone for who she is and who he is and how they approach life together um, of just authentic brokenness and um, challenges, but working through it together. And I think it's part of their life story. And so it really gives them a lot of depth. Um, but yeah. you, do, don't yeah. you think? It's beautiful. Okay. So as you're listening today, I'd love to encourage you to share something you learned and tag or hashtag love or work. You can follow us at, at love or work. And you know what? Just for fun, we're going to do a $100 gift card to fabric. Um, for the most interesting thing that somebody posts from this podcast. Love it. So, I'm going to post something then. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're going to try to get some clothes out of this. Dude, I love that store. Oh, Y'all should check it out. Please share about this. This is so much fun. Uh, today, here we go. Dana and Angela. Dana and Angelo Spinola. All right, Dana and Angela, we're so glad you're with us. And one of my favorite things, first of all, is your story about how you met and essentially <laughs> fell in love. Isn't it crazy? It's so uh, fun. I, Angelo fell for it all. But yeah, the idea of seeing someone across the room and deciding that's your husband and, and actually walking up and telling them that you but say is I love that you like you. just said it you just went for it I always he always gets asked if, if that's like the approach that you know all, all my employees should take and I don't know what you'd actually say to that 
I would say that despite it working with us, I would not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> you did not think, Angela, like, uh, who is this crazy woman? You were just in, like... No, I mean, I, I did, and that, that was what was kind of um, fun about it. it. Was It's just so unique and unusual and shocking um, that you, you sort of had to take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells you this, and then what happened after that moment? Uh, we, we proceeded through a questionnaire, is what I would refer to it as. Um, somehow she had it committed to memory, so it what? made lots and lots of questions um, that you kind of had to ace this quiz. The first question was, are you passionate about what you do? <laughs> of course. It's like, well, I'm a lawyer, so kind of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dana, were you like, check, check, nope, check? Like, were you? Well, the crazy part is, like, when I saw him, it was already like a yes. So, like, I just needed to like make the questions work, but and he just <laughs> didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> the only one I got wrong was this: this uh, "Are you passionate about your your job?" question. So she was convinced that I must be wrong. I must be <laughs> passionate about my job because she was going to marry me, and this was already decided. And so I've got to go. It's almost like. Helping me to cheat on the test. Yeah. Say, wait, wait, you're not, you've got to be, you're a lawyer and you went to law school and you had to go there for a reason. You've got to be passionate, aren't you? Think about it. Don't you love it? it. (laughs) So pushing it, pushing it. it. So, Angela, you're you're, uh, an attorney. What kind of law do you practice and what, what do you do on a daily basis? So I do employment law. I work with companies to help them manage their employees. And when there's a lawsuit that employees bring, I, I defend the company. Okay. And you're back and forth, I think, a lot between Atlanta and New York, right? Atlanta and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta versus the field. And then Dana, share a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a mom of four, so I do that and love that. And then I own Fabric, women's clothing store, and Free Fabric, a nonprofit. Um, so I get to do all of those amazing, passionate things. (laughs) So those are definitely very like completely different worlds and completely even different, uh, personas in a sense that go with those two types of jobs. So how do you guys kind of make that work between you two? Well, I can't wait to hear what Angela says, but what I love is that, I mean, they really are completely opposite. And for some reason that just absolutely works with us. You know, I know couples that, you know, are co-CEOs and work together. Like Angela and I can't even like paint trim in a a room together. Um, (laughs) We tried one time. We're like, we will never do a project together, but we parent so well and logistically work our lives so well. And he's just literally the calm in the storm of the crazy, passionate Dana world. So I think we were pretty much that like yin yang for each other that it's awesome i'm always like almost boot camp like so what does this week look like i need you here 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 and here and he's like okay i'll be there <laughs> yeah i think it's a, it's a good it's a good combination of with dana being the inspiration and uh you know i would consider her the home run hitter and then i'm, I'm the guy that's going to get you the single and the double um every time and i think mm. that works well together our personalities work really well together where she's she's the dreamer and i'm the realist So on a really practical level, how does that play out in things like chickens and (laughs) in the backyard? I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, I get to collect the eggs and make beautiful omelets and he has to clean out the chicken coop. 
It's like perfect. <laughs> Is that, it's actually ironic that you mentioned that because there's a huge debate in the family right now about goats. I knew it. I said it. <laughs> Dana's been pushing for this for like two years. Uh, uh, we, we've had this happen before. And it's like yeah, <laughs> the, the passion versus the practicality. I know I'm going to be the one that has to take care of these goats, which I absolutely do not want to do. I, no I get to love goats. them, though. Like, I get to love them. <laughs> name them. You get to name them. I get yeah. to name them, look at them, and take pictures of them. The kids are now involved, and you know what they want. They want goats, naturally, right? They're kids. And uh, How many animals do you guys have? You know, it's always like a rotating. We, I think we, I don't know how the fish is doing upstairs. We had a hamster and he's now in heaven, but we've got 12 chickens, two dogs, and we're, we're getting some goats soon. 11 chickens. Oh my God. Oh yeah. 11 chickens. Uh, (laughs) And did you see how she threw that in? And we're getting some goats and real excited about that. Okay. So you've been married for how many years? 14. 14 years. And. What's something you w- wish you would have known when you started about your marriage that you do know about each other now? Yeah, for me, me personally, prioritizing your marriage above everything else. Um, that's something that I probably learned midway through, maybe a little closer to the, the 14 mark than the, <laughs> <laughs> the one-year mark. Dana would tell me this repeatedly. She would constantly tell me that she didn't feel like a priority in our marriage. For me, I, I felt like I was doing my my job and contributing by working as hard as I was and, and being that, that provider for the family. And I do have that regret of looking back over the years and, and not having enough of the quality time that, that we have now. It's still not a ton of time, but it really truly is quality time. And I think that we both today prioritize our marriage over, over everything else. That's interesting. Uh, before Dana answers that question, I heard you say, I thought I was being the provider for the family. And I'm guessing that might not have been what Dana needed needed or wanted. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think that was, that was a part of what we needed, but it wasn't the main thing that she needed. The main thing that she needed was a husband, hmm. right, that, that was there and that was dependable and reliable and you could count on and trust and feel safe with. Um, and, you know, I was, I was churning it churning it, churning it, and that's what I viewed to be my principal contribution. Um, and the marriage, you know, when you had time, great. And we'd focus on it. And fortunately, I, I think that if my mentality had stayed that way, we would have really been in some trouble um, down the line here because she just wasn't getting her bucket filled. She wasn't getting uh, what she needed from me. And I just wasn't seeing that. And so my frustration, I just it just kept growing of, look, what, what else do you need me to do? Hmm. Uh, right. You know, In your mind, you were doing it all. Right. Right. I, I have a feeling, though, there's a lot of men and women listening to this that can relate with that exact tension. Yeah. I'm curious, Angela, what you would – what advice you've given both to, to uh, either spouse of, that could break through. Like I'm wondering what broke through for you. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think it's just thinking big picture, right? Thinking way, way down the line, and that's that's what I started to do. Is I started to look at at my life, and with all the career success I was having, wasn't making me happy. Right? It was it was nice, but what is that worth if you don't have your family? If you don't have a quality marriage? 
And if you're going to sacrifice something and you have to sacrifice something, that's that's the area. Mm-hmm. That takes up the most time. And, and at some point or another, you just have to make a decision that your priority is, is with your wife, your priority is with your family. And if something has to give, it can't be the family. And I think the overall thing is think about where you want to be down the line. Think about what kind of relationship you want to have and what you want to be known for. And is it that you are a super hard worker and you have a great career or you're a, a fantastic husband and, and father? Some of the things I think he did like practically um, that were game changer for me um, were, you know, when you know your husband has a very demanding schedule, um, you know, one of the problems when you're a mom and you have, you know, you're especially a working mom too, there's that tension of, well, I'm working hard too, but you, you really do need to be supportive of that. So you're, you're juggling all of those. But one of the things Angelo did that made me feel like beyond loved in the midst of his crazy schedule is, um, putting dates on the calendar. Like when this mindset kind of shifted with him, I mean, we, we kind of lived through our Google calendar. If it's not on it, it's not happening. Um, and he sent me an invite every month for one day a month. We just both take off work, take off the whole day. And it's like our whole day. We drop the kids off together we, and we don't do anything spectacular. We usually walk around in our backyard and just hang out. Um, but we have the whole day together and pick the kids up and make dinner. And when those went on my calendar, like when he physically sent those to me, it was just this like, wow, with all the time where he can spend it. And he did the same things with the kids. Like he decided to coach their teams, which meant he's leaving work at four 30 and those commitments. And then, you know, a lot of times we both get back on and, and work later in those nights, but having that practical, like it's on our calendar just made it so real. And we committed to time together. Well, and then you add on travel to that and you add on kids. So, you know, for us, when we got into this place, it was like, we're too almost exhausted to have the conversations we need to have. And then with, you know, the kids around, you're not going to have it. And at the, at 11 o'clock at night, you're going to have it and out of town. You're not going to have it. So you're like, well, let's Saturday, let's just be together and not have it. So we, we kept not having the, any conversations we needed to have until we were kind of like, Hmm, it, I guess it's just how it's going to be until we literally had to like dig back in, you know, and lock each other in a room and just say what we just need to like talk it through, but it is very easy just to continue to let it be like, we'll just deal with this on another, another time. Did you guys, uh, go through marriage counseling or did you, or is this just kind of been slowly building back in terms of just you two solidly focusing and taking initiative? Yeah. It's crazy because especially when you're mean, you think you can do everything. And I'm like, there's no way I can guide us back to where we need to be. Hmm. Um, so we went to marriage counseling and still do. We love it. Like it's when I heard the analogy that it's like taking your car to get their oil checked. So like before you're in a ditch. Right. And I love that. I love the idea that we're, we go to marriage counseling when we're terrible. And then some days we walk in and we're like, Oh my God, I don't know if we have anything to talk about. And that's kind of crazy too. But yeah, we, I think we're big fans. Dana, what do you wish you would have known when when you first got married? You know, um, it's crazy. It's kind of the idea of leading with love and not guilt. 
um, you know, I, I was just like quality time is my thing. And then fortunately I have a husband who, you know, he's, he's gone a lot. And even in the day we can't really text back and forth. Like he's on calls or in court or in mediations. Like it's not really a job. You can just like emoji in the middle of the day. So, you know, and I need that. So I would, I, I felt like I kind of, instead of like, Hey baby, I miss you so much. I just wanted you to know. It's like, why aren't you home? Why you're never home? And I just kind of convinced myself like it meant that he didn't care and I'm doing this all alone. And it just kind of came this like story in my head instead of that thankful gratitude of, you know, I miss you, but I still love you for what you're doing. The, I wish I, the conversation was different because I really appreciate it all. Um, it just wasn't I wasn't sharing that with him. So not only did he have the hard work of having to do all the stuff he had to do to build his career, um, he got the wife guilt, which is always really motivating and inspiring. I want to add to that. So Dana, this is kind of a, a twofold question I want to ask you, and I don't know the answer to it, but I know obviously a lot of your story. I'd love for you to share about the, um, like, I, I think there's this consistency I've seen in your personal story where there's like brokenness at every level, but in the midst of that brokenness, there's beauty that comes from it. Right. And so it happened early on in life, but the, the greatest story I love hearing you share is about your opening day and opening night of your first store. So that's my first question is, would you share that story? And then the second question is, I'm curious how that's also played out in your in your family life, in your, in your marriage and family. Cause I know that there's, for some reason there's been this consistent storyline for you and you and I've talked about it, but this brokenness and then there's beauty that comes on the back end of it. Could you share uh, that story yeah. and how that's applied to your family and marriage? Yes. I mean, I kind of feel like it really has kind of been that, that whole life. I mean, the, the idea of, you know, that's why I started fabric is it was just a, you know, a terrible breakup and just like these highs of like, this is kind of how I thought my life was going to be. And then it just takes this like, you know, turn. And I am a person of expectations. Like I, I live in fairy tale land and I believe everything's possible. So that piece does, you know, kind of add into that. But yeah, with fabric, you know, the, the opening day, it was just, you know, unbelievable that you're realizing a dream, you know, I've been working on creating fabric for so long and there was the whole idea of, you know, August 1st, it was the day I met Angelo that day. I walked over to him at, in the, at the bar and just, you're going to be my husband. And I committed that day in one year, I'd opened my first store, worked my tail off that year, um, day and night. And, you know, Angela and I were dating at the time and it was just like till two in the morning. And he was just like, you got it, you got it. You know, we kind of went home that night afterwards of like, nailed it. You know, it happened. Everyone was there. We sold so much. It was like, this is going, this business is going to work. Like I am now in my flow and, and it's going to get easier from here. It's been so difficult building this company, um, and hadn't even opened yet. So open, uh, th that night happens. It's a beautiful, beautiful night. Go home to finally get some rest. Um, and kind of fall into bed and thought I'd sleep in the next morning, but just way too excited about my first day of, of business, the boutiques open. So I drive into work and as I'm pulling in, I see just broken windows and just, you know, like there's no possible way. There's no possible way. What am I even seeing? 
And I, I walk into the store because I can, because one of the whole glass back is out and, um, there's glass and blood and everything everywhere. And, you know, I think the part that's just so crazy is when you talk about broken, like the glass was broken, but everything was gone. I mean, they didn't just take the clothing. They took the register, they took the stereo, they took the water and champagne out of the refrigerator. Like it was, we were talking all gone. And it's, I know, I know. And it's like, wait, you know, like, especially with me and I'm the person that's like, wait, I, this is what I thought I was going supposed to be doing. Like I was very clear that this was a mission for me. And when it, when those moments happen, you've got to, I've just paused and like, wait a second, is, was this supposed to happen? You know, was I supposed to be doing this? Is this a sign that, you know, no. And, um, it was just like what was so cool about it. What I what I love about myself, I don't usually sit around and say the things I love about myself so much, but what I do love about how God created me, it's like in a Terminator movie, you know, when you just like, he's completely <laughs> shot down and he's like on the ground and you're like, okay, the movie's over. Like he just gets back up and like regenerates. <laughs> and God has always blessed me with that ability to, to do that. And, you know, just, I, I called my dad. I'm like, you know, who cleans up the glass? What happens now? And he's like, welcome to your own business, sweetie. You know, he's an entrepreneur and both my parents are. And it was like, okay, like it, the steam should have been knocked out. Like it should have been a gut punch. And it was like, oh, no way. Um, and is this going to, is this going to break me? So that was my first day in business. <laughs> wow. And so then the second question about how you feel kind of, I mean, this has been a theme in your life in general, um, but how you feel like that kind of relates to your relationship and family and. Yeah. So, um, and it, it'll be interesting to kind of hear Angelo echo, but I do think that, um, you know, on the, uh, being on the other side of me, there's, you know, that idea of, I do, I have that like passion and we can do anything together. Um, but I think the hard part is when, when I don't feel that way, like I, I'm like, oh man, like we, we're broken. Um, but what w the way Angela and I work together, um, and it, it's not perfection, but for whatever reason, Angelo does not, he's not the talker. He's not going to like seek me out and be like, let's talk this through. But for me, when something's just broken my heart and I feel like we are disconnected or something's hurt my feelings so bad, I, I literally have to, like, I, I feel that terminator of like, I am going to pull back together and walk into wherever he is and, you know, just stay there until we talk it through. So I do think that, um, you know, when, when things do break with us, I, I just see this long, the long game and, um, am able to kind of pull it together and terminate, be a terminator. She yes. be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that is, uh, it is one of Dana's greatest attributes is she is the term I would use is relentless. Um, it is also probably the thing that I love the most about her and hate the most about her all in one. Isn't all that the truth? I feel like it that's all marriage. goes back to the goats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're here, but I mean, we'll have them by six. Tonight. <laughs> all right, Angela, this is a, uh, a very like specific question to the, to you as a couple and specifically to you as a husband, 
to a woman that owns a fashion, not just store, but like brand. I mean, what's it like to be getting ready in the morning? Oh my goodness. <laughs> when when Dana is also getting ready, how much of the how much of the closet do you actually even have access to? And and how involved is she in choosing your clothes? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. The first thing that's probably gonna shock you the most. Good good question, Sarah. Is she gets ready in like ten seconds flat. I'm the one. It takes me longer. <laughs> so if we start at the I same like time, I like it. It's shocking. It's shocking, right? She um, she's just kind of a natural beauty. She gets out of the shower and Aww. is ready in a heartbeat, <laughs> and, um, and and she just sort of uh, puts things together naturally. It's not a lot of thought about it. It's just you know, these things go together, and and, and they do. Um, so. Closet. We have separate closets that, uh, to to uh, Dana's uh, frustration, are the same size. I think she'd be in mine, <laughs> yeah. but they're the exact same size. But I one... tried to relocate him. There, we have a little like coat closet in the hall, and I was I tried like, to that relocate. Would be so good for you. Yeah, okay. that would be great for you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, her her one closet is uh, busting out at the seams, and the other is not. I'll leave it to you to figure out which one is which. Um, but, uh, with, with my clothes, yeah, that can be out. Yeah. I, I have my own sort of sense of style, which doesn't always comport with Dana's sense of style. So sometimes I come out and there needs to be a, uh, a wardrobe change, (laughs) 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 something different or the shoes or the socks. You know, the other day we had some socks that, uh, she did not said they look like, like clown socks. So I had to go and, uh, and switch those, but you know you have to you have to defer um, to the the fashion queen, right? You, you know, if, it, if it's between her her idea and mine, we're going to go with hers on on that kind of thing. I love it. That's amazing. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. So uh, you guys have four kids and uh, both working and raising family and all of those things. And um, I think Dana, you've talked a lot about that. Uh, just how uh, do you parent uh, kids that are so very different? I know you've had a lot of struggles and things kind of going on. How do you feel like this has taught you or been a lesson to you in parenting just different children? Yeah, such a good question because it's different children and it's different ages um, in life, right? Like Mm -hmm. how you parent when they're – zero to four and six is so different than when they're four, seven, nine, and 11. And it, and it continues to change as they, they grow up. So, you know, right when you get your parenting groove on it, they've already grown to the next stage and you've got to re get it on and every child's different. So, I mean, I think that's the, the grace I always throw out there. It is like, you never, I never feel like you really, you know, nail it down, but for me, um, you know, I, what I love so much is the idea that our kids aren't really our kids, right? Like we're just kind of shepherding their little spirits. So instead of changing their spirits to like conform, like figuring out what those spirits are. And, and when I say our four kids couldn't be any different, um, it's, it's challenging because they go from, we do have, we have kids that, and I won't name any names, but we have kids that are really easy to parent. Um, we have many kids that are really easy to parent. And then we have our, one of our children is pretty much like, you know, he's that one that every babysitter leaves and are like, 
okay, that's my favorite kid. I'm like, you're not allowed to have a favorite kid. But he's just, he's so like yummy and amazing. But we, we're, we work through, he suffers with anxiety. Um, <clears throat> so what that means for our family is the rest of the family knows this and the rest of the family has to make a lot of accommodations. Like our dinner table is usually focused around one kiddo and making sure everything is handled, you know? So when I saw the movie Wonder, like I was just like, oh, wow, yeah. right? Like I'm watching the siblings and, and what that their means. perspective. Yeah. 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 They, they learn a lot from, you know, how to help. Like when we have a babysitter, you know, the other kids are kind of helping teach them about this kiddo and, and what it does for us that Angela and I have talked about. I mean, it is humbled when us beyond belief, when you're sitting in a restaurant and you know, your kiddos having a, you know, a really tough time and a tantrum to the point of, they just come over and say, Hey guys, you guys can just go ahead. We, you don't have to pay, just head on out to your car. And you're like, Oh no, 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 we'll, we'll pay. Wait. Oh no, no. You're insisting. I get it. I get it. You're at a you know sports game and they're like security comes up and like, is okay. Like it, it for us it you know, while we hate that it's happening for our kid, we kind of lost the the who cares what anyone else thinks like this is how it is and just love up around our family. So I think we've, we've got to learn so much um, about how kids are different and how I watch, you know, our, our son's friends treat all of our different kids, you know, also with Asher, um, you know, from adoption, she has dark skin and our other kids don't. And you're learning how, you know, our kids, are walking in the grocery store and people are saying things about, you know, our daughter and they're answering it. So for us, it's, it's truly a blessing, but it's really complicated. I mean, there's been nights, many nights I've been in my closet on my knees crying of like, how do you, how do you figure this out? But, um, what it does to the character of, of my other children and myself, um, I don't know if I could change it. Wow. And Dana, I also know that you took a sabbatical for a while, right? Yes. So many. <laughs> yeah. So first, like what, I mean, I know so many people that say they need a sabbatical, that say they need a break. They, many of you listening probably feel that in so many ways, but yet like never cross that bridge to do it. Yeah. And so what was, first of all, that really like breaking point to do it? Number one, how did you just cross that bridge um, since you have such a busy, active life, running stores, all the things? And then, uh, you know, why did you do it and what did it mean for you? Yeah, I mean, I love sharing this now. I've got a little bit of perspective with it being, you know, six or seven months in my past. And I mean, I got to tell you that I didn't know it was an option. And I think so many people you just don't even know it's a real option. And it's almost like someone saying, okay, you know, you're a tired mom. Like I'm going to take your kids for a couple months and you're just going to go not, not handle them. And it, it felt so wrong and so terrible to abandon my company, you know, like that just felt like the reverse of, of love and I will never give up. And, you know, I'm a terminator, so I don't break down and the ego associated with what do you mean I need a break? Like I'm known for endurance and all of like, all of that was flipping through my head. But luckily, like, I mean, I, right before, um, my CMO Lisa came to me and just basically sat me down and was like, 
you know, she, she sweetly made it my idea, but she was just like, are you okay? You need a, you need a break and I want to offer you a sabbatical. And I mean, when I say there wasn't a minute of like anything other than that is the biggest love I've ever felt. And I think I always just start off by saying, if there is someone in your world that, you know, they're kind of on the brink of just exhaustion and like, just push too much ask them if they're okay. You know, don't be too scared. I mean, she thought she was losing her job. She's like, I can't believe I just, you know, I've been in the company for six months and I'm already telling the CEO founder that she needs to go take a break. And, um, you know, that's brave. That yeah, is so brave. And so good. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, no, and I asked kind of, I mean, I called almost every one of my corporate employees and said, am I allowed to do this with Dana? You're the boss. Like we wondered why you never had before. And I just didn't feel like I had the license. So I think I, I'd start there. If there is anybody in your world that you you know who that person is and you know when you're there, but it was just so nice for someone to give me that license. Um, and for me, um, I think I was just so blessed. I mean, Angela was completely behind it. Um, we didn't know what it was going to look like at all. And, and that's why, I mean, that's, that's why Jeff's amazing. He's like, okay, breathe. Wait, what are you doing? What's the plan? <laughs> Hang on. She refers to me as amazing when I just tell her to breathe. That, I, like, I appreciate that, but it's not really rocket science. <laughs> it's usually over text. He's like, okay, where are you? Can you come by? Like everything good? I'm like, no, it's amazing. I'm taking a sabbatical. He's like, wait, hold on. What does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's it's what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, being intentional about it. And I think the idea, what I first thought was going to happen was it was going to be the most amazing two months of my life. I was going to go back to Africa, take Asher, introduce her. Like there were so many things until I realized. You had things to do. <laughs> yeah. Checklist this heck, you know, bucket list this time. And that's, that is not the point of rest. Like I needed to get right with my soul. Like I had to remember who I was. I hadn't really thought about like me, like that 16 year old girl that started out, you know, to even live her life in so long mm -hmm. because I went from meeting to meeting to, you know, school event to dinner, to passing out at night, sleeping, being just so tired to, but I loved it all. And I think that's the piece that I would tell people who are in a place where, well, I love it all. It's all great for me. Um, that was the, the crazy part for me is I didn't want to give up anything. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I need one because I hate my job or, you know, going through a really tough time. I wasn't, I just, just threw way too much on my plate. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I did in that time is I just, I just like, I let my nanny go. I went to carpool. I try, you know, cooked for my husband. I asked him if he needed me to do anything for him during the day. Like I just tried to be like a wife and a mom and a friend. I called my mom back. I asked my sister if she wanted to be in a Bible study. Like I just tried to be a human. And then I went on a silent retreat and I think, you know, I just figured out who I was and just kind of gut checked myself. That sabbatical is probably the most significant thing that, that um, has ever happened at least in Dana's career, um, for us, it was, it was such a big deal. How did you see it play out, Angelo? Like, how did you see your wife change or grow or, or different and how did it impact, uh, your relationship together? I mean, what, what was amazing about it is 
the moment that she decided she would take the sabbatical, nothing actually changed as far as her work commitments and the, all the weight that was on her shoulders. But her countenance, everything about her changed like night and day. It was, re it was really remarkable. Her attitude changed, her perception changed, everything changed. And this, uh, this joy, this happiness came back. And I think it just shows that it's really all about perspective, right? I mean, she, I think that the weight and the pressure of, of her work had gotten to her to the point where um, you know, she, she wasn't doing what she had set out to do anymore. And her viewpoint was different than, than um, the reason that she started the company. And I think that was affecting everybody, including you know, her employees and, and everyone else. And so you just see this, this entire shift in view and she was still working for a few weeks to, to try to to get to a place where she could take the sabbatical she was still working just as hard but with a much much different inspiration and and, and so it was wonderful I, I was so uh proud of her for for doing it i think that's a really really difficult choice to make um i think it you know it it signifies that you know you're you're, you're not saying that you're essential, right? That it's not all about what you can provide, what you do for the company, but the company itself, and that you need some help, right? That, that you know, you, you actually do need some change and, and just the courage to be able to recognize that and to say, look, something dramatic really needs to happen. Um, and I've, I honestly felt like I got my wife back then and, and still have her back. So when she went back, she went back with a, a completely different viewpoint, um, with a, a different set of goals, and I just think it's made such a such a difference for the whole organization and our family and everyone that that is around her to have somebody that's inspired and driven and and is is now remembering the whole point of all of this, right? And it's not to be up in the middle of the night working on a on a presentation or you know, uh, you know, responding to a bunch of emails, but it's it's about ins inspiring other people, right? And, and I think she's back to that those roots, and and it's been wonderful. Hey, Angela, I I have a feeling there's a lot of people that will be listening to us that are kind of in scenarios like the two of you are. I mean, um, Dana is the entrepreneurial, free spirit, crazy, adventurous, like a, literally a thousand ideas a day. Is that fair to say? Jeff, you're underestimating. And then, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> underestimating. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then Angelo, I mean, you're stable. You you are adventurous too, because I know you are adventurous. Let's say you're making me sound boring. No, you're adventurous. You're definitely adventurous. <laughs> super fun, Angelo. Super you're fun. Super fun. Super fun. But definitely a lot more consistent, stable. Right? Are those fair words to say? You're the one that are you're in corporate America in a lot of ways, and um, Dana's on the entrepreneurial edge. So I, I think that there's this tension constantly um, of of those you know different ways of of living on a daily basis. And I'm curious, Angela, if you were to give advice to people that are like you in the relationship, it may be a husband or wife, it doesn't matter, but they're the the person that is more on the consistent level, and they're married to a person 
that is an extreme opportunistic, entrepreneurial, you know, out there person, um, what advice would you give them, um, in that I mean, relationship. They're married to someone at church, like every time they're like, you should go to Haiti tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then that person puts their hand on your knee and it's like, babe, guess what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it, I think it's a yin and yang. I really yeah. do think it's that kind of scenario where you have the role. If that's, if that's your relationship and there are a lot of relationships like that, that and I think that those, those kind of people attract to each other. And I think there's a reason for that is if, you're, if there's something that you don't necessarily have or it's not your personality and your, and your soulmate does, that's all, all the better. That's right? the because attraction get, in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, you get to experience that. You get to be a part of that. So I get to be a dreamer again. I mean, I think Dana taught me how to dream again and to oh, go big, yeah. right, and swing for the fences, right, and really live life. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. So don't be... If, if you're like me, don't be fearful of that. Don't don't um, you know uh, be concerned that your your wife or your husband is that way. Embrace it. But at the same time, you know there's a function that you have too. That that sort of the rational, functional what can and can't be done, right? And and, it, and so I really do think it's like a counterbalance, uh, and the two work really really well together. Where you know, there'll be some things that, that Dana wants to do or suggest that I frankly didn't think were possible. And so my, my goal and my view with my personality is to try, unless it's goats. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting his foot down on these goats. I mean, let's go, let's figure out a way to make it happen. Right. Let's yeah. make it happen in a way that 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 will work. Right. That's going to work in the long term. But if this is what we want to do and this is what we're passionate about and this matters, then then there is a way. And I think that's sort of what I've learned in the relationship is there is always a way. And there's you know, it used to be that in my view, it's like yeah, you, you you had a place, you had things you could and couldn't do. There was a way of doing things. And that was sort of the one way. And, you know, like, like you're saying, sort of the, the tortoise slow and steady approach, you just go about your business and, <laughs> and don't think about things that are, you know, outside your pay grade. And that's no longer the case. And you know? then you now, bumped you know, into Dana. Yeah, right. like, he didn't bump into she me. She kind of attacked Actually, him. she kind of attacked yeah. yeah there was a <laughs> All right. Last question, y'all. Uh, what? So, you know, the question that we ask everybody at the end is um, – the big question of the project. So do you think it is possible to both pursue your work and calling and passions and raise a healthy family and stay in love? I'll start. I mean, the, the problem with me is I do believe everything's possible. I think if you believe in it, I mean, yes, carte blanche, but no, seriously, like everything is possible. It's what you prioritize. It's where you put your time. So yes, absolutely. And what I love about it is, you know, you hear a lot about the idea of it can't all happen at the same time and all of that. But, you know, I, we, Angela and I have the same filter, 
Um, we, you know, is it what God wants us to be doing? Do we have a clue of what, you know, how we're going to do anything? No, but when all of those beautiful things come into your life, we view, I view it as an opportunity. I mean, it's a blessing. It's like, why would this come into our life? Why would these beautiful kids, why would we meet each other? Why would we have work? And, you know, just kind of navigating it together and deciding, can we do this? But a little bit of quality time can go so long. So when, when you ask that question all together, like, can you have a you know, huge career and two, two huge careers and four kids and all these chickens and the goats that we're getting, <laughs> like, can you have all of that? Like, I believe absolutely. And it's going to all funnel in. And if you're okay, and you have to be, if you're going to be in this scenario, because you can do one of those so well that you're known as the best CEO of the entire world, but you can do all of them and just be able to say, I'm sorry. I hope you can give me grace. I tried my best and enjoy them. And I think that's the key is if you're not enjoying one of those, then you're not doing it all. So, you know, we go from places, I go from a place where I'm doing it all and I feel really great about it all till to I don't. And um, then I get back to it all feels good. So it's a it's a long game for me and absolutely you can. And you have to figure out how to do it in your own way that works with your your husband's way. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I agree. I think it's it's possible. I think it, it can happen, but I also emphasize that it's not an all or nothing proposition. You know, it's not as though you, you know, suddenly arrive and there it is. And I've, I've been always amazed uh, in marriage how you can feel either one way or the other, right? Both sides of the spectrum where you feel so strong and invincible. And it's like, well, if we finally got it and we finally crossed that Rubicon and we don't have to worry anymore and something so simple or basic could just knock you on your ass, right? You're like, what, yeah. what just happened? Oh yeah. You know, how did that just happen? And then you get, you know, then you can feel the opposite. You can feel despair. Like, you know, this is, this is so challenging and difficult and where's the light. And then all of a sudden you're just lifted up. And, and I do believe that that is a, a constant, at least in our experience, right? It doesn't get, easy and simple where you say, all right, well, we're, we're here now, we've got it and, and everything is perfect. And I think in this, in this day and age, it's really easy to sort of look into somebody else's life on the surface and feel like that's what it must be like. But anytime you really dig in to somebody's life and you know, the relationship they have, it's never that way, right? There's mm -hmm. always the ups and downs and the peaks and the valleys. So my answer to that question is, yeah, you can have it all, but there are times that, that you've got to maybe take a back seat to your spouse. There are times when your, your spouse has to take a back seat to you for things that are, that are being done. And, and I really do feel like it's a perspective thing. There are times when your kids are going to, they're going to be a real challenge. You know, we had uh, our anniversary dinner just earlier this week and we had to leave you know, in the middle of dinner. Right. And that would not be the idyllic perfect world. It's not what we, what we, uh, you know, what, how we would have written it in a storybook, but at the end of the day, would you rather be anywhere else with anyone else, have a different family? For me, the answer is no. I, I, I'm living the dream. I'm loving it. It's hard at times. Uh, I think one of the one of the um, most profound things that I've heard about marriage, and sometimes people talk about 
marriage and family. Uh, and if you're not in one, you don't have one, you, you might ask, why would you, why would you ever want one? Um, and the, the comment was, you know, 80% of it is, is difficult. I can't remember where this came from, but it was Dana that told me 80% is a real challenge. 20% is what you hope for, right? 20% is, is the part that you love, but that 20% is so far greater the joy of that 20% than the 80% of difficulty that you would pick it every time. And that, that's sometimes mm -hmm. difficult to understand if you're not in it. Um, but I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and I do think you can have everything that, that you want. Love it. You just Love can't it. give up on it. I would just end by saying what's so cool, um, you know, with, with all of our craziness and we are, our, our song is ships in the night. Like, just put it that way. <laughs> like literally when people are like, what's your song? We're like, Oh, Matt Kearney ships in the night. They're like, Oh, that's not romantic. Um, <laughs> but that's us. And you know what I love about us at the end of the day? Like we, we literally will high five each other at the end of some, some days. Like, I can't believe we got through it, but neither of us <laughs> will give up. We will never give up on each other, even when we like cannot even stand each other. But we, there's just like that look of like, we are doing this together. We've got this and there's no possible way, even in the like our toughest places, we just look at each other like, nope, we're not. So I think when you make that ground base commitment to that, then, then the other pieces, you know, it's just logistics, figuring out how it all gets to be built. Hey, whose idea was it to get tattoos for your anniversary? Jeff, Jeff really? Who do you on. think? <laughs> I have to ask that question. Can't even ask. Angelo has been begging me. He always comes up with these wacky ideas, and I'm like, <laughs> Angelo, calm down. <laughs> well, he wanted to do matching like dragons on our backs, and I was like, Honey, let's just do wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Matching dragons. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. This was awesome. We, we love you guys. guys. Yes. Thank you. And now it's time for the breakdown. Yes, this breakdown. Man, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, I felt like starting us off right away with Angelo and how he realized he hasn't been prioritizing marriage kind of above all else he felt like he was contributing and providing and that was his role in their relationship mm -hmm. and just how he's changed how that's turned around for him and I think it's been an eye-opening thing the last couple of years you can tell it it's still very personal and very close to him right now yeah it's new for sure it was right? cool to see how vulnerable he was about that and sharing about that yeah and I I love even the practical changes that he talked about, you know, that, well, Dana said that she really appreciated. I think we just need to, like, literally, I'm like, I'm writing this down. I mean, that thing that he did where he he claims a day yes, on the calendar for just the two of them, which calendar I mean, can you imagine you and I, like, let's we have... Let's do that. We have... <laughs> This isn't meant to be like you no, can't do an interview I'm and then the calendar throw it at me. invitation. You know, but, I like that idea. I mean, even the idea of being home alone, just the two of us with no kids and doing things we need to do around the yard or whatever happens. You yeah, know? just claiming a whole day for that. That's pretty cool. So it seems like just such a natural, great way to connect together. Um, I wrote down this statement and I referred to it in the interview. I think it was Angela that said it. He said your family can be more flexible than your job. And it was interesting. Like I wrote it down because 
it's it's true that we we force that on our families but yeah, it's not to bend to but all it, the other things yeah but it's not right yeah i guess i guess yes i mean it's probably not your, even fair yeah and but yet we lean in that direction right and i mean i think to his point like if there's enough bending enough bending enough bending like that consistently something will break yeah like flex like that's the only place that bends yeah it's gotta it's gonna break and and anyway i think it's something i'm gonna i I don't have a result like i don't i can't unpack it it's like this is something i'm gonna think about for a long time yeah and why why don't we make work bend to us right why don't we do that? Yeah. Or why can't we even? Why can't we? Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. What else do you have? Um, I, 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 I really, I don't, we didn't make a big deal about this and she kind of said it, but it stuck with me. So I'm going to go with it because I think a lot of women do this. I know I do this, but we create a story in our heads and um, maybe with all that bending, right? We start to create the story of, I'm doing this alone. I, you know, he doesn't really care about me. Uh, work is more important. Mm-hmm. And the story in our heads just keeps going, right? And I think for a lot of probably working women especially, uh, no, all women, forget that, um, is just that I'm doing this alone, mm. I think is it's a really common. resonated with me as I've definitely felt that in many ways and times. Um, but how she said it, it, it's the story. Like we're building, it's like we're building a case for it Mm. and we're building that story. And maybe it is from all the bending or maybe it is from whatever, but what we're not doing, I think in that is we're not scanning and looking for the good. We're not, we're, we're looking for the parts that are building to to the story, right? Instead of looking for these good um, beautiful parts of our partner, of our family, of the things that really matter. I had this visual um, as a follow-up to that. I think this is more on the positive side, but they are talking about <laughs> there's some nights where they literally get to the end of the night, they're about to go to bed, and they look at each other, and they yeah. give the give each other a high five. Yeah. Do you we remember? made it. <laughs> I we feel made like that all the time. I've been there. We've been there, right? And it's like, we made it, high five, we're exhausted. Good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. That was so good. We're so thankful for, for Dana and Angelo for sharing their life with us and, and um, kind of their stories with us today. And uh, this has been another great podcast. I, I hope it's an encouragement to the people listening. I hope that you and whoever your partner is, that you guys listen to this together and have a conversation on the back end that this can be something that is real for your relationship and encourages um, the story that you're living. And uh, if there's something that you learned today, please share online in some capacity. Hashtag love or work. Again, we're going to give away a $100 gift card to Fabric. And to promote um, what they're doing, we're encouraged by them. Yes, we Um, love them. And uh, I hope you enjoyed Love Work Podcast. Have a great night.